Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? It goes. Good. I've Good. seen you all day. You you have been in my home all day. Seth Seth has not been in my home all day. I've been in my now. home all day. He's been in his home all day. <laughs> Um, Although I did go to Starbucks this morning, so not all day. Did you wear your mask, or did you drive through? I drove through. Okay. I drove through inside. the building. Wear, yeah. wear your mask, people. <laughs> I, I drove you... my car through the door and went up to the counter, but I did not go inside. Also, I found... Um, so I've started wearing my mask when I go through drive throughs even. I started doing the same because thing. some people, some workplaces don't have plastic coverings between or plastic guards. Yeah. And the other day, someone in the McDonald's drive-thru actually thanked me for wearing my mask in the drive-thru. So, yeah, I just do that. You know, not like I'm better than anyone, but it's something that I thought of, and I do that now. Yeah, but you are but, better than people who aren't wearing a mask at all. So. That's true. That's, I mean... You got him. Not, not, uh, yeah, flat out, yeah. Wear your mask. <laughs> and if you're not wearing one, you are objectively a bad person. <laughs> so, um, let's, let's get into some fun topics, like the video games we're playing. And, um, we'll talk about something that involves wearing masks, and I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. And you can wear a mask in that game. A really cool mask. You can also customize the way your character looks. And none of it has any effect on the stats in the game. <laughs> so it's very weird. It's all like, skill. Like the, wear, <laughs> the way you wear a hat, like the hat or the headband you wear, or the mask you wear. Um, this stuff doesn't actually affect your skills or your stats in the game, which is kind of neat. So you can just look as cool as you want. And that's kind of nice. Um, I, uh, an open world game. I think I had mentioned this previously on the show guys, but earlier in the, the co- last couple months, I've been saying I really wanted a open world game to like check off a bunch of boxes. Like it's kind of nice to, I think the last open world game I played like this, was Spider-Man? Spider-Man has to be. And it, like, just completing things in Spider-Man felt so satisfying. And so completing things in Ghost of Tsushima is similar. I'm only, like, five to ten hours in to Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm really enjoying it. The story's kind of interesting. The haikus are bad. Um... (laughs) The music is really good. Um, I really wish Seth was playing this too, because there's stuff that I want to text you about in the game. Mm. But GameStop really GameStopped you. So if you well, want a new... GameStop, it wasn't GameStop's fault. It was whoever's the distributor's fault for not sending the GameStop enough, enough copies. Mm. If you want a game, pre-order it in enough time, people. Because of but, the know, circumstances, that doesn't even uh, doesn't even and that work. doesn't even help. In my case, I just uh, because I was gone when it came out, there I didn't get one, and they have not contacted yeah. me about uh, it being in stock yet. So we'll see when 
when I actually get around to start playing it. I, I hope it's soon. I, I really think that you would enjoy this game. It makes you feel like a real awesome person. Like you feel really cool. And maybe to a fault, like I, you can like, eh, the there's this weird dissonance in the game, Seth, where you can kind of just like go into people's home and take supplies, but they're complaining about how poor they are. And it's like, mm, that just doesn't feel good. Like it feels weird that they would put collectibles and supplies in there that you need to loot in these people's homes. And I, it made me feel really awkward in a couple circumstances. Um, but it's a, it's a fun game besides those weird little, uh, trip ups. I really hope that they eventually add a patch in to where the lip flaps from speaking reflect Japanese when you choose to play the game in Japanese. Um, because they probably won't. I want, gosh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that, but I also agree with you. Um, you they, need to hear the truth. I, <laughs> I know I want them to though, because this game I is really made for white people. Why would they put in Japanese? You're not uh, the, fr- uh, the frustrating dubbing. thing is you're so not wrong, but it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a Japanese samurai game made by, um, people that did not take the time and care in learning the culture. So it's fine. It's, it's a neat game. The game, uh, aside from that sort of weird disconnect, the, the game play itself is very good and the combat is fun. Um, it's a very, I imagine, uh, so I played Bloodborne, so I know what Souls games are kind of like. I'm not, because it's a Souls game. Yes. And so it's a forgiving Souls game. It's, that's basically what it is. It's very forgiving, but it is very good and very fun. Wait, what's a Souls game? The, I would say Ghost of Tsushima, at least the combat, is kind of Souls-esque, but it's very mm. forgiving. Like, it's, it's nowhere near as punishing, but, like, there's different stances, and there's, like, smoke bombs. Uh, at least there wasn't Bloodborne, there's smoke bombs. Like, there's... You know, there's certain items that can help you. A lot of the focus is on parrying and preparing yourself before going into a certain battle. Um, like, there's, there is some parallels there. But it is, like, super not as difficult as a Souls game. So. If you say so. I'm skeptical <laughs> of your claim, but I haven't actually played it enough to, or at all, to uh, have a, a take on it. All right. I mean, it's there's a lot of it is based on parrying and making sure that you don't get hit by your enemy when they do certain attacks. And the thing is, they signify a lot more when those attacks are coming, which is something that like Bloodborne doesn't do. Like the 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 point of their sword will glow red if it's a dodgeable attack and blue if it's not dodgeable, but it's blockable. And so they there's a lot more signifying factors there. But it's good. It's fun game, and I'm enjoying the open world vibe. And yeah, I'm also playing Paper Mario, but I don't have too much to say about that except that the music 
uh, is just there's straight bangers in there. Seth, you need to listen to the music in this game. I know that you're not going to like the game, so don't play it. But take some time to listen to like the battle music and stuff because uh, it's phenomenal. It's really good. And the it's very crisp, and the, the writing is very funny. I'm enjoying the writing. And, yeah, I, I don't have too much to say about that because I've, I've spent about... 25 30 hours gaming this week and five to five of it was like paper mario 15 was ghost of tsushima and the other 10 was destiny 2 (laughs) so um that's that's what i've played this week i don't see myself beating ghost of tsushima very soon unless i really get into a mode and start knocking stuff out quick in the next week so Maybe look for a review in two weeks on that. It won't be next week. And Paper Mario, I'm just going to pick at as I go. So I'm kind of enjoying the, you know, picking that up occasionally. But Seth, what have you been playing? Well, I have been continuing to play CrossCode on my Mm. Xbox One with via my PC using my PlayStation 4 controller. (laughs) Um, the most I love this. It's it's quite fun, although uh, recently my um, there was like a couple days where every time I would try and load the uh, or, or or turn on the the Xbox companion app on my computer, like every time I would try to connect, it would just like disconnect from the internet, and so I just couldn't I couldn't do anything. It was very strange. So I I finally I bit the bullet and 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 ordered a new uh, Xbox controller. Um, so eventually I'll just be back to playing it on the TV. Um, but yeah, I need it's... you to like write an article for the, the website about how you've done this, because <laughs> this is absurd. It's not that confusing. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's just, it's just a weird story, you, like you a way s- to go about playing Yeah, it's this. not that confusing. You sound like Charlie explaining Pepe Silvia with <laughs> the, the levels you're having to go through. Look, I find that it gives it just that little bit more charm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've gotten a, a little farther into the game. Um, it's, 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 it's a fun game. Um, I've gone through a few more dungeons, and they're they're definitely like one of the highlights of the game. Just kind of in there, the complexity of their puzzles, um, and just like the speed at which everything moves. Because, um, like I said previously, it's kind of in the vein of a Zelda game in the way that rooms are set up in the dungeons that have like specific solutions that you have to get through to go to the next rooms or find keys to unlock other rooms. Um, but everything is so much faster paced, uh, that it's, that it creates like a a very different experience. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, one gripe that I have come to have with it is that a lot of the platforming in the game, um, is is it can be hard to parse like the the level designs and how and to figure out how stuff works um because a lot of the the different platforming puzzles are based on different like elevation levels 
Um, and there are certain ledges, like there are specific ledges in the game that you are able to jump up to reach like higher platforms. Um, and just because of like the way the game looks visually, th those can be really difficult to find. Um, and I guess that might be intentional, but I think it is, I think rather it is just kind of a byproduct of the way the game looks and, and kind of the, the sort of top-down perspective that you constantly have. Um, it, it makes it hard to pick out the, the small spots where you're able to climb up stuff. And so, um, there are some like open areas that just because of my inability to like pick out these small segments, like I'll run around mm -hmm. forever looking for specific ways to get to things when the solution is not actually all that complex. I just have to find the right place. And then it becomes pretty obvious. I'm like, Oh, it was just right here the whole time. Um, and and it's just it's just kind of annoying, especially like when as like I have found that as the game progresses, the open areas become more and more complex to navigate. Um, and so I just reached a new area, and it is like it's it's been very hard to find my way around, um, just because the the areas become a lot more maze-like and the color scheme has changed to where all of the things like it's, it's a lot darker and a lot of the shades of stuff are, are mm -hmm. a lot closer to each other. And so it becomes harder to parse the environment and that way. Um, and it's already has this kind of layer of difficulty where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm missing something here. Um, so that's like, I don't know. That's the biggest issue that I have. Uh, with the game so far. Um, but the story's been getting more and more interesting. Um, and the the gameplay itself, like, it's, it's, it's really fun to do. The traversal and combat um, outside of the, the parts which confuse me. Um, it, I'm having a really good time. Um, it's, 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 it's a good game. Good. I... Music. The music, too. Man. So the the battle theme it's so weird it sounds like the music from NBA Jam. Oh, it's so strange. Like I don't know what it is, and I don't know if anyone else who's played this game has made that connection. Um, <laughs> but the battle theme sounds like the menu music from NBA Jam. It's so weird. Nice. I yeah. do like it though. Um. Are you so I looked up a how long to beat on this game. And it, it ranges from like thirty hours to ninety hours. Jeez. Yeah, what, it seems how, to have a a large uh depending on how much side quest you do, it, it can it seems to be able to take uh a varying amounts of time to finish it. So where do you where do you think you're trending? What I mean if I'm you, probably trending more toward the, the higher end of that scale just because I'm I'm doing all of the side quests and stuff as they come up. Gotcha. I was just curious. I figured that you're a completionist a little bit on some of that, so you'll do it. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I would consider myself a completionist. A lot of it is just kind of compulsory, though. 
Yeah, um, okay. It's just like you they present they put this thing in front of me to do and I'm like, well, now I have to do it. It's me with the question marks that are a little bit out of the way in Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, well, it's like just a little bit over there, so I just end up zigzagging to where I'm going and then I'm somewhere else completely. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That's what happened to me in Spider-Man too. <laughs> so, um, Forrest, you have been going on a little bit of a journey. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about all the games you've played, but you have been playing through the Xbox demo showcase game, the showcase demo games. Yeah, and I'll, I'll preface this with like a lot of them are really average. Like, they're not bad, but they're not good. Like, they're not great. Like, there's only two so far that i played that are, like, really standouts in a positive way and two that are standouts in a really negative way. <laughs> um, but the rest are just, like, if I was a kid and I was waiting in between big AAA releases that my parents would buy me, some of these games would probably be a pretty good use of, like, a week or two, you know? But right now... I, I don't see myself really playing much of these outside of this little showcase, sadly. There's just not a lot of staying. So which Which ones? have you played? Uh, well, I didn't want to go through the list. He, well, you don't have to list <laughs> all of them. You If you want to list the, the two that you really liked and the two... Really, he yeah. showed me one earlier today. <laughs> um, when they said that some of these were buggy Sith, they were not yeah. lying. Um, so wh- which the, one which is this one that you just couldn't play so i mentioned in the discord earlier when it was happening and then i showed david after he was done working today it was called curved space um and it was yeah i saw that one yeah and so the problem was that it would load me into like the As tutorial flat space yeah <laughs> oh there are jokes there um so it loaded me into the tutorial and I don't know how to explain this outside of, like... So, every, like, movable object was just a black box on the screen. And when I started moving, like, almost the entire screen was just filled with black boxes. And then the game would, like, freeze visually. Mm -hmm. But things were still happening when I was putting in inputs on the controller because I could feel the feedback and I could hear the audio. But it wasn't, like, updating any movement on the screen. So to show any signs that like stuff was actually happening, if you happen to pause the game, it will like refresh the screen essentially to (laughs) what is going on at the moment. But then when you unpause it, it'll just freeze the screen again, again with inputs in sound still happening in the background. So this demo is completely unplayable, at least for me. I mean, I I watched you do it. Yes. There was nothing else you could have done. You booted up the game. Exactly. It it was very impressive, Seth, how, like, the game, you could just tell it was playing behind this frozen screen. Yeah. And then when he'd pause it, it would show where he moved, but there was nothing (laughs) you could do. I feel like that could present, like, an interesting game challenge, though. Like, certainly it's not (laughs) what the game is, but I feel like you could make a fun, like attempt of playing out of that 
I guess, but when it's the tutorial that I can't even get through because I can't see what it wants <laughs> me to do, like what new mechanics it wants me to learn, I can't do anything. <laughs> it uh, it was really brilliant. Yeah, I, it was really fun. <laughs> I liked watching you struggle through it. It was yeah. funny. And then there was a another one that was completely unplayable, but this one, uh, it was... So there was curved space, and this one that, like, this other one is fractal space. Not the <laughs> same developers different. or anything. It ju- They just coincidentally have space in the title. Um, mm. And with this one, I would try and load into the main menu, and it would say, like, uh, accessing profile or whatever, like trying or, like, loading up game or whatever. And then it would just boot me back to the Xbox home screen. So I couldn't even get into a tutorial for this Maybe one. that's what it was doing. It's the, <laughs> it's a home screen simulator. Yes. You may be entirely right, David. <laughs> so those are the two that so far have been completely unplayable and therefore have been very bad experiences. You, you were playing one that I actually really enjoyed watching you play for a little bit yeah? out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Seth, I, I got off work and I popped out and he was playing this one that I think you should give a shot to. Uh, it was called Genesis Noir. Yes. And it's like a freeform jazz game. Yeah. Like it, it literally allows mm. you to improv, but I don't like the, the way that it works because it's not like, it, it's not like notes are, are, um, mapped to certain buttons like playing like pressing a and your controller does not play an a it's like mapped to movement yeah like it's mapped to like you hold down the a button and then you move the left stick because it moves like a cursor on the screen basically uh, most of the time when the cursor shows up and there was this section before i quit the demo that it was just all like there was there was a bass player playing in the background and maybe with like a little saxophone going on but then it let me do like improv solo stuff over it but it just didn't it didn't feel good especially as someone who has done improv soloing before and knows what it is like to control an instrument especially in a in a situation like that the way that they tried to it, uh, translate that experience and put it on a controller just didn't work for me. But visually, the game is, like, really interesting, though. And I like the soundtrack from what I played so far. But I quit the demo in the middle of this improv session because I didn't, like, I didn't know. You were doing it for, like, five minutes, yeah. and it was not clear what to do to get exactly. out Exactly. And I thought I was onto something, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> Um, so I just quit it, but like this game looks really cool and I would, if I could find out how to play it, (laughs) maybe I would return to this. I would love to see like someone else play it. So like when it releases, I'll probably wait like a month or so and see if someone has like a full playthrough or something like that. See what this game is actually supposed to be like, but yeah, I would say, I would say check it out though. It's got a cool little vibe. Um, what was the ones you liked? Uh, Do you remember? Yes, I I wrote them down. By the way, I did play Skatebird, and um, it's definitely an alpha, but yeah. it was it was entertaining. So, 
It, it was certainly a, a time watching you play that a little bit today. Yeah. And it does say in the game that it's an alpha, so and please that it's forgive. Broken. Yeah, like it's broken, so please forgive us. Please forgive us and just it. have fun. <laughs> so that was good. But uh, the two ones that I enjoyed, uh, uh, the first one is called Projection First Light. It's this two D platformer uh, that's like light and shadow based. Um, hmm. So you play as this little girl and this ball of light. Um, so with the left stick, you control the girl. With the right stick, you control the ball of light. And this, and there are objects in the environment that you can position the ball of light around, and it casts a shadow that the girl can, like, jump on top of and traverse all these, like, environments and puzzles and stuff with. And there are, like, lamps and lanterns and stuff you can uh, put the ball of light into that will basically like put a fire in them so that will cast like a larger shadow for a for like a small amount of time so it's just like a bunch of puzzles that are shadow based mm. I, I think it's a cool a cool little uh cool little game i guess i don't know uh the demo was like five minutes long at the most unfortunately and it didn't have much variation in it. And it ends right before what I assume is a boss fight. So <laughs> right when things were about to get, like, really interesting, like, like trying to see how this mechanic works in regards to combat, it just cuts you off. So you don't get that experience, unfortunately. But it, 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 I think that one is worth checking out just if you like some kind of, like, puzzle platformer things or just trying out something new. It's not hard by any means, but it it's nice. I liked it. And then the second game, the second demo that I liked, which this was a pretty hefty demo, it was it was for the RPG called Chris Tales, which is the one that um it it like on the screen it has like the past on the left, the present in the middle, and the future on the right. What? Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I promise you. Okay. I mean just keep going. <laughs> um and it has this really, um, this really angular, cartoony art style. Um, I don't know if either of you guys watch Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, but the design is kind of similar to that, but like with a fairy tale ish kind of twist. And it's an RPG, and uh, so, like there's this one combat mechanic where if you press the A button, um, right as your attack is like about to land, you do a second attack. So if you can consistently pull that off, then you're doing basically double damage per round, uh, which is pretty sick if I do say so myself. Um, and the music in it actually reminded me a lot of uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Like when you're in Radiant Garden in that game, that's kind of what the music was like in, in uh, Chris Tales. And it, the game has, a like, I think it's fully voice acted. I don't remember... St- seeing any lines that weren't voiced and the voices aren't too bad and also there's this little fancy frog that talks mm. so you know that I'm there for that you to that will like get you yes um so i in this demo is is the longest one that i played so far um i think it was around like 20 30 minutes maybe even a little more i i lost track of time playing the game um, but the demo was solid enough that I, and it has a good enough, like, story, uh, pitch for me 
that I think I I think I probably will pick this game up when it launches. Try and play through it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like this is at least a good little idea for yeah. some stuff. Uh, I mean, the only I have one medium experience and one good experience, one bad experience. Yeah. Um, Most of my experience were very medium. So, <laughs> um, let us know in our Discord if you have played any of these uh, Xbox Showcase demo. I think it's going on for a couple more days. Yep, twenty seventh. The twenty seventh. Yeah. So you still got time to play them. Um, Seth, was there anything else you wanted to bring up that you might have? Did you? You haven't played any of these, right? Yet. I have not, but I have. Uh set a couple of them to download it, i found it really hard to actually find these demos in the xbox store yes so you like would they're think... not on the front page of the store oh, really there's nothing that says xbox demo fest or summer games demo fest there's nothing you just have to go to the game store and just search demos and even then it lists all of the demos on the xbox store oh, thankfully God. i think it th- the way i did it I think it does show in like release order, so like mm. most recent first. But so then you have to be looking at the list and be like, okay, this one right here is where we start. Um, but it's not, it's not organized or laid out well at all. It's yeah. not. <laughs> there, there was, however, on like the front page of the store, a video uh, showing all of these games that were <laughs> yeah. that you were able to download. Not with a link or anything to go to that page yeah. on the store. <laughs> and I'll, I'll eat my humble pie that I was wrong, that there is going to be some sort of big release in this. I um, was really hoping. Yeah. The biggest one is Destroy All Humans, and yeah. it plays exactly how Destroy All Humans does. There you go. I never played that game, so I don't know how it plays. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so go to the Xbox store, play some of these demos if you want some views into the indie future and we are going to go into a quick break after the break we're going to talk about the xbox showcase and the nintendo mini direct um, and we'll talk to you soon Hopefully during that little break, you were on social media, checking us out at Suplex the Sticks on all social medias, and you're joining our Discord by going to our website or in the About sections of those and clicking the invite link. It's on all of them, I promise. If not, message us and let us know you want in on the Discord where you can talk to us during big reveals like the one that happened um, literally today. We pushed back recording so that we could talk about the news freshly with y'all instead of you know pushing it off till next week so do all that share us with your friends we appreciate you as listeners and let's get into this delicious news that we were served up today let's start with the xbox what do we call this because i they said i don't think we should start with this magical xbox thing because there was a uh Oh, no, yes. because there was a earlier in the week. Earlier in the week, there was the long rumored <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Oh. 
don't, don't, no, 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 don't build it up like that. Don't do it. You'll let them down. If this is someone that didn't know. You have to be a very specific type of person for this Nintendo Direct to have checked all of your boxes. Yeah. And, and I do have a friend that that applies to. Okay. So good really. Them. Yeah. I mean. That's you, interesting. <laughs> um, so there was not much announcement. This was about 10 minutes long. It was called a Nintendo Mini Direct. Or Nintendo Direct Mini Publisher Showcase. Uh, partner Showcase, actually. Partner, partner. Showcase. Partner. partner. Yeah. So, the, the, I... The, you say not to get people's hopes up. I, they did it... I think they pretty much laid out what this was going to be. So anyone who came in with expectations of Breath of the Wild 2 and a new Smash Bros. character were... That was really their fault. Um, yeah, yeah. Straight me, up fools, like, the lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't disappointed by this at all, just because it was pretty clear from the outset what this was going to be. And yeah, so it was like, it was eight minutes long, the American version of it. Um, mm. I don't know if you watched it, the, 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 Japanese, one, the oh. Japanese one was 12 minutes long. Um, and yeah, so the, I think the American one, it, it had like, Five games, maybe. It had if one, that. two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Checks we had a uh, um, Crypt of the Necrodancer, uh, Cadence of Hyrule. I guess I got that backwards. <laughs> um, uh, new DLC for that, which looked pretty cool. Um, I still have not yet to play that game. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried real hard. Um, there was. A WWE Battlegrounds game, which... I, w- I want to ask your opinion on that, Seth, because this game is not a WWE... I mean, it stars WWE characters, but this is a weird top-down brawling game. Well, it doesn't fun. look good. I don't I mean, think it looks eh, good. It looks like a party game. It looks like a party game. Yeah. Throwing people into alligators' mouths and stuff. <laughs> it's going to be bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Also, it was weird. Like, I, I got the impression this was going to be games that were previously announced, and I had not heard of that game before. But whatever. I didn't think it looked at all good. It was previously um, announced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I uh, we talked about because it, it's so yeah. the thing is they're not doing a WWE 2K game this year. So this right. is like a weird buffer game that was built on the um the the NBA Playgrounds engine. So this is the like the WWE Playgrounds game, essentially. Yep. Huh. Interesting. It was really there weird. There was also oh seeing, go ahead. Sorry. Uh it was really weird seeing because during the trailer for it they had some of the WWE superstars like playing the game. Uh and it was just weird seeing some of them just because I'm I'm normally used to seeing them just violently yell and just do all these crazy things, especially Asuka. Who just and they're just jovially playing video yeah. games, and they're just like, yeah. "Oh no!" And it was really weird. <laughs> they did pick some of them that actually the stream in their yes. in their free time, so that was kind of neat. In I that did trailer. Like it. Let's go go on, Seth. Sorry, we'll so we also about got a people. very long trailer for Rogue Company. This uh, <laughs> multiplayer free shooter game. Shooter. Free to play, possibly yeah. a hero shooter. I don't it know. It's, it's definitely a hero shooter. It's from the people that made uh, 
What's the Overwatch style game? It's from the people that made Paladins. Paladins, yeah, Paladins, yeah, yeah. Jinx, you and they also did Smite, um, Hyra Studios. So it'll probably be a perfectly competent game, but uh, also one that no one is excited about. Um, <laughs> but it's out now. And it was very, very strange, like that the the amount of screen time they gave to this. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And then the uh, the big thing was. Um, a Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD remaster. That's not the big thing. I mean, that is a pretty big thing. It is pretty big. Um, because that was like, what, a PS2 game, I think? Yep. Um, and it's kind of... Uh, and it's also... Uh, it's sort of always a big deal when when it's an SMT game. Um, but uh, f- finally, the long-awaited uh, return of... Shin Megami Tensei Five, like they gave us an actual trailer. This was one of the for the first time, very first games that were years, that was announced. For a, I mean, this was like a game that was announced at the Switch's launch. Yeah. Um, and then and dead we had silence. heard nothing about it, so we finally got a a trailer, and, and it the, seems like the way that uh, they come out swinging is your god is dead now. Or yes. Just, yeah. Like, it seems to be like <laughs> that. Listen, that's the, what the SMT Satan series has, has just been defeated. <laughs> god, he has attacked and dethroned God, and you are now living in, 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 in the in world that comes after that. Apocalyptic times. Yeah. As the SMT series as a whole has, the trailer for SMT five that we got very much fits in with the rest of the series. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre looking. But yeah, that's coming in 2021. And interestingly enough, it is a, uh, like, uh, it's coming out simultaneous worldwide release, which Atlas has never done with any of their games before. Yes, because they take um, a, a whole year to localize their games. Yeah, Ugh, and so that's, that's a pretty reason. big deal. Yeah. Um, But the Japanese Direct, interestingly, had quite a few more games. Um. It had, so, and the weird thing is, uh, there was one game, uh, like, the f- the first game in the Japanese Direct was this game called Rise of Ruin, um, that is, like, had been announced and has a U.S. release date, and was not shown at all in the U.S. Uh, Direct. It was only in the Japanese Direct. And it's kind of a cool-looking game. It's, it's, it's sort of like an... Uh, an RPG slash side-scrolling brawler type game that also has uh, this farming side to it. Um, it was interesting looking, but yeah, it's like that game. And it was probably the most interesting game re- that was showcased in either direct, and it's coming out here, but was not in the direct for some reason. Bizarre. There's also uh quite a few other games, but um. Again, they're all ones that have been shown before. Uh, the 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 Japanese direct had a a very like a a five second spot of Rogue Company, which is kind of funny, like the way it was juxtaposed with yeah. uh, how much the the American one got. But yeah, so and I guess the real story about the direct is what it did not have, at least for a lot of people. Um, because there had been a lot of rumors going into it that this was going to be finally the Nintendo Direct to um, show us what is coming for the rest of the year, and it was not that. And so we, after the release of um, Paper Mario, there is 
there are no games with actual release dates uh, slated coming from Nintendo for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, that we know of. I mean, SMT5 had a 2021 release date. Uh, so, I don't know. I think I was watching uh, the Game Explain do a stream of it, and they highlighted a comment that someone made that um, it seems like you could you can make an assumption that because of, like, Nintendo's kind of, not really backwards, but kind of uh, maybe reticence to, to adopt sort of more modern um, development kind of technology and strategies and stuff like that. Uh, like, they're not the most up-to-date company when it comes to... Uh, tech and and just working that that maybe moving to a work from home model affected them like a lot more than it would have like affected another company um and i think that's that's like the main reason we like they're not showing us anything is because they had to they have probably had a lot of games that have been quietly delayed um like unannounced games uh that would be that they would have showcased already and that we would know that are that would have been coming out this year that are probably not coming out uh in the near future um so yeah it's it's a dark times for if if you only have an Nintendo Switch and are waiting for games for first party games on that. There's plenty of third party games, like there's always games getting released on the Switch. Yeah. Um but just not actual first party Nintendo games. Yeah. Which so, is too bad. It's too bad. Um man, Carry On came out today. Um need to play that for Switch. Speaking of games that are always coming out on Switch, so I thought it was on Game Pass for some reason. Oh, it is. It is, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. One of those. I mean, one way you don't have to pay for it. I I went into this like Seth said with low expectations, so I wasn't disappointed. Um, but you know, I do want to know what's coming, and so yeah, at some point fair. they have to they have to like stop being Nintendo and actually communicate what is happening. <laughs> like if if this if they are have a had more difficulty adapting to conditions caused by the coronavirus than they had previously let on just be like look this is what happened we that we were not prepared and it be and it was more difficult than we expected it to be uh so that's the reason why there isn't anything on the slate um apparently they have a investors meeting coming up so it'll be interesting to see um yeah. what comes out of that because you know the as as much as the investors meetings for nintendo are always humorous because none of the people who have like questions have any kind of they seem to have no knowledge of what the game industry is and how it works color me shocked uh, um <laughs> but they will at this point actually have legitimate questions about hey you don't actually have anything that is releasing uh i know that we don't work in this industry but that doesn't seem like a good strategy to make money 
Um, so I, I'm sure we'll we'll probably get at least a little bit of news out of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'd be nice for Nintendo to actually c- communicate something to their um, loyal uh, gamer base for once. Uh, and it's also annoying because like they have they very likely have completed games that they are sitting on um because they've talked about it in the past like how they that that they have games that they wait to release for like certain slots um so it's, they probably have games like that you could play um and they're just not releasing it for some reason i don't know it's frustrating to say the least yeah yep um all right let's see do we want to do we want to get to the the xbox thing sith yeah all right let's let's so let's talk about this pre-show so jeff Kaylee tweeted out the other day that there's gonna be an xbox pre-show from 11 to 12 and that there was going to be some world premieres during this pre-show and there was Which, there uh, by gosh I mean, there he were. was it was technically right yeah um there was there was some big there was a big one there was at least one big one so the what was funny is Seth's reaction to the first quote unquote world premiere um and that was Dragon Quest 11 S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Ooh. Edition <laughs> coming to Xbox and Game Pass um uh, but this this was like, I I have no words. Like this is not a world premiere. It's the a, game has been out on two different platforms. Nothing about while. what you're showing is new. Yeah. Just like the audacity to call this a world premiere. <laughs> I I can't. It's a I world can't even wrap my brain around it. It's a it's a world premiere of a port. I guess so. This is the first time that the Nintendo Switch version of Dragon Quest Eleven has been ported to another system. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and it's got all of the the Nintendo Switch stuff in it, including the two D mode and all that stuff. Yeah. So. So interestingly, um, I saw something that people who have Dragon Quest Eleven on their PlayStation Fours will have to like buy. Dragon Quest Eleven S to get that new stuff because oh, that's a bad move. The this is so when Square Enix made Dragon Quest Eleven S, they built it from the ground up for Switch. Um, oh, and so oh, really? this, yeah. So the version that is on Xbox is a port of the Switch version, uh, and so because. The version that will eventually come out on PS4 of Dragon Quest XI S is also a port of the Switch version, and not just an upgraded version of mm. the already existing PS4 version. Like mm. because of that, they're not like compatible. So if you own the PS4 original Dragon Quest XI, that's why you have to buy a new one. And also because of that, the the upres versions of the Switch game still they like. It still looks worse than the original version of Dragon Quest Eleven on PS4. Interesting. You'd think that yeah, would be a it's way, weird, especially if uh, 
PlayStation owner has the game digitally, if somehow Sony would be they, able to no, they do had something to like, there. I mean, yeah, but they had to like completely remake the game for the Switch. Yeah, but like just as a consumer, a, it sucks to have to pay for a very similar, if not the same product twice. Yeah, I was going to say... Who's going to play a 90-hour game twice? And then we just got done listening to Seth talk about Persona yes. 5 Royal. So, um, <laughs> you know. So, you know. We're, there's an audience People are there. out there. Yes. Um, I suppose. <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly am... The problem is I want to experience some like that new stuff. And I also want to like be able to skip to the end to go back and do the stuff that I, for some reason, decided not to play when I originally played Dragon Quest XI. Um, but I don't. There's there's no way I'm putting the time in unless there's like absolutely no other games out. Yeah. And even then, it's a tough sell because it's it's a very long game and it doesn't for me at least it did not have like a good initial impression. All right, so let's let's get through some of these smaller next ones. Um, they announced Exomecha, which is going to be a free to play game. It looked um, very bad. Looked very shiny and looked, bad. Okay, I don't think say it looked free bad. To play Titanfall. No, it the so but it's like a first-person shooter, but there are also these giant robots fighting. They look exactly like Michael Bay Transformers. You're not wrong. Yeah, they did look a lot like that. Like that is 100% the aesthetic of these robots. Yeah, it did, and it's also weird. it didn't look that great. But it is a free-to-play game, and I'm not. I'm pretty sure none of what they showed was gameplay. It, I'm pretty sure it was all just uh, pre-rendered cutscenes. So it had that it had that look of <laughs> yeah, the this look. is a cutscene, not actual gameplay. Um, then we had a trailer for Echo Generation, which yep. is a like Stranger Things RPG sort of thing with robots instead of. D&D monsters. It vaguely yeah. made me think of Earthbound when I saw the trailer. It it made me think of Yik, uh, which is not great. But I also haven't played Yik, but that's what this looked like to me. I don't know what that is, yeah. but okay. You guys need to look up Yik and the how terrible how, it is. How does one spell <laughs> this? It's uh, Y-I-I-K. The actual okay, title okay. is Y2K. Um, but it looks like Yik, so All that's right. what people call it. It's a voxel style, like it's a, it's you know, very pixelized. Um, then they announced Hello Neighbor Two, which, like, okay, so I did not know what this what these games were. They're apparently like a survival horror game because yeah. Um, that's about you breaking into a neighbor's house who, mm-hmm. uh, while the neighbor's trying to kill you. I had no idea what this because this is a very sufficiently freaky trailer. Yes, it um, was. I had never, like, every time I had seen, like, the box art of this, it reminded me of those Burger King games. And so yes. I had never <laughs> cared to look at what these games were. Uh, but this is freaky looking, and it was enough for me to download uh, Hello Neighbor 1. Because uh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I want to I want to check that out because this looks freaky. All right. I mean, if it's out there, um, yeah. There's like 
like I said in the Discord today during this, they've made like three spinoffs, one called Secret Neighbor, one called really? um, A Hello Neighbor Hello. Hide and Seek. Yeah. Um, but I there there have to be people playing this game. It does not review well, but you know. So the they said in the nice. trailer, or Jeff Keighley, he said that like this is a game you might have seen on Twitch. So I guess like that, it it must have a large like uh, following. But or not like it, it must be a game base. that is fun to watch other people play. Yeah. Okay. All right. Honestly, when. When he first said, you might have seen people play the original on Twitch, I was like, is this a new Slenderman game? Because <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of people playing games on Twitch. Yeah. So, But then, so the next one. The final announcement from the Geely pre-show is probably the biggest one. Um, a brand new game from Square Enix from... Yeah. Uh, the, the creator of Sonic, Yuji Naka, and creator of Knights, Naoto Oshima. Um, they're working with Square Enix, and, and they've created this game, Balan Wonderland. Wonder World. Wonder World. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm Kaylee looking directly at the title. Yeah. I'm looking directly at the title, and somehow I said it wrong. <laughs> I was looking um, directly at it, too, when you said it. I'm like, I'm just waiting Kaylee, for it. Kaylee said Wonderland Every time he said it, and that's the people, probably why I thought that's what it, that's what it was. And the people were correcting him. The the like annoying streamers that he was talking to, um, the woman that said that she's not interested in any game that's going to be announced with a number in the title. Like, yeah, okay, weird. you don't like sequels, whatever. We don't need to go into how annoying that was. But yeah, so Battle um, Wonderworld. This game looks um, great. It looks really cool. It's yeah. like this. It's a. Th- it's like a. It looks to be kind of like a, a collect-a-thon type 3D platformer. Uh, it's it's set in this weird thing called uh, I don't remember what the name of it, but uh, like you you seem to be going into people's dreams or something to help them conquer their fears or whatever. Uh, it looks really had... really interesting. It's got a bunch of cool-looking character designs outside of the actual playable characters, which is unfortunate. Yeah, um, and they had this one line to describe it uh, before they started showing the trailer off, and they just they said, "We want to like we want this to be the action game of action games." Yeah. So like they're really swinging for the means. fences. Yeah, whatever that yeah. means, I don't know. But they're swinging looks, for the fences here. It's it's a cool looking game, and it looks like it'll be it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, that was that was a cool thing for them to have yeah. in the pre-show. I'm pumped for it. Very, very excited. It seems like some costume changes are going to be in the mechanics in the game. Yep. Like yeah, there's going to be like, like 24 is, costumes. and. I think it was something like 90-something. Yeah. Um, I, oh, really? But it, yeah, yeah, it was like out in my mind. You, your character can put on these different costumes, which give them like different abilities to act to like different, which are basically different ways to act. Uh, interact with the environment um just yeah so it looked pretty cool all right i'm excited coming out next spring for all uh platforms yeah when they so they when they initially did the announcement they both snapped their fingers like it was a switch announcement yep and i was like (laughs) that's kind of weird what and then one of the one of the guys in the game snaps his finger while he's doing his introduction and so i was like okay 
all right, it's not a switch the guy, thing. The guy, his his head is a hat. Yeah, it's, I really liked his design. Cool. He, he's got all a very nice look. So nice. Yeah. yeah, they all the characters look really cool. Again, outside of the main characters who look bland and boring. Yeah, this might be one of my favorite announcements in the entire two-hour thing. Yeah. Um, so, all right. And now we finally get into the actual Xbox Game Showcase. Yeah, finally. Which <sighs> started off with what many would have thought was a bang and Halo Infinite. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was a bang. Um, like a Halo array bang? Uh, like the Halo's firing? So <laughs> Hopefully not. So it was a <laughs> nine, was still here. It was a eight to nine minute gameplay demo of Halo Infinite. And it, yep. it does a it I will say straight up, I really thought we were gonna get the announcement that we were gonna get this demo also because the yeah. screen at the <laughs> beginning says start demo. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Maybe we're gonna get a demo. No, we we're not getting that demo. So um, this clearly would have been a demo on the show floor at E three if right. that had existed. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people did like uh journalists did get to play this demo. Really? Well, um, let's yeah. spread the wealth here. <laughs> let's um, get some um, let's get us playing it. So what did you guys think of this demo? Because it's this to me uh so it opened with a big cinematic of chief talking to this guy who um found him out in space from the reveal trailer um, right and they kind of crash land on the this halo array um and chief and he's talking about how he, he saw other i guess unsc troops or something and they want to go look but chief is like i gotta go take out these anti-air guns and then we can go look um, and then he goes off out into the thing, um, and honestly, this very, like, I get why you would present a gameplay demo as, like, the very opening of this scenario, but it did not seem like the stuff, a very compelling showcase of mm-hmm. what, like, to say, hey, this is, this is the new direction of Halo, here yeah. it is, and it's just kind of like him kind of walking around and an open area and shooting some people um like yeah. it it wasn't very like structured n- no it, it wasn't there it wasn't a whole lot of momentum to what was going on right yeah and, and a lot of that will be so they i think it was the stuff they showed was also there was specific stuff to show hey this is what is in here from that was still in Halo Five? This is what is not in here, and here's our new stuff. Um, the immediate thing that was new was the grapple hook, um, which is entirely hilarious to me. Every <laughs> time he used it, yeah, it's, it's just so funny looking. Like also, I love grapple. I think grappling hooks in first-person shooters uh, are a hundred percent and always a good thing. Because okay. uh, they no they make what. it, yeah, they make it so much more fun to move around when you can just swing around like Spider Man. That's fair. Um, this grappling uh, hook looks like it moves so slow for me. I don't. Well, I don't know that it looks slow. It was just every use of it. I guess just like the mental image of Master Chief using this grappling <laughs> yeah. hook is just so funny to me. That so I, someone tweeted. I, laughed out loud every time he did it just because it was so goofy 
Do you know how powerful this grappling hook has to be with how heavy that armor is? Oh, yeah. Like, this has to be the most powerful yes. grappling hook in the it's, world. The whole concept <laughs> is hilarious. This this uh, grappling hook is propelling, like, a half-ton suit of armor. Yeah, it's pulling a tank around. It defies gravity. Um, whatever. I, I want to say... I would... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I would... So that was the one, the real new thing. But I think... The biggest reveal of the trailer was when they opened up the world map and it's like, here are these objectives, here's where you have to go. Because it seems like um, the the pitch of this game, whether or not they're saying it, is an open world Halo game. Um, and I think that was, they when they opened up that world map, that was to show us this is the direction that we're going in. Um, I remember seeing some uh, a tweet by Patrick Klepek who said that he had heard that the internal pitch for this game was Halo meets Skyrim. Um, I mean, we'll see how much of that bears out in the game, but I, I think that was like, when they showed that open, I was like, okay, uh, while the gameplay itself was not really showing me what you're, what this game is going to be, now I, I understand what this is going to be and how it's going to be different. It's going to be a huge open world map game. Yeah, I, I just want to say like, they went really off with Halo 5, and people weren't happy with it. And they've heard five years of people giving them feedback on what they wanted in a Halo. And instead of doing anything that the people wanted, they were like, you know what? We're just going to do something completely different. And, I mean, sure, that's fine. And, and honorable in some senses, because if they want... if they feel that they've got a better vision, then I'm interested to see what they've got. But Halo is like, I was talking to people about this. Halo is a lot of the feel of the game. And so I'm going to need to play this to have like a full, um, for sure. I'm going to need to play this to have a full opinion, but I will say that I did not want an open world game. (laughs) Um, I feel like Halo is, has always thrived from well-designed set pieces, which is why it's always been a thrill to play the games on Legendary for me because mm-hmm. the the encounters are so specifically designed for that environment you're playing in. And when you put something like that in an open world, you take that away. Yeah. And That's fair. sure, they can have dungeons or sure, they can have little areas you go into, but I'm not playing this game on Legendary. I, because I'm going to be running around in the open world and get like one shot at it's going to be so annoying, and bold of you to think that there will be difficulties. Well, so when he jumped into the one area, there was mm-hmm. the little shield with the sword. So it looks like you might be able to choose difficulty on your encounter you're going into. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Hmm. But I do want to say it. It looks like it'll control fine. It's got sprinting in it, which, whatever. I'm not fully against sprinting, but also just don't make my Halo multiplayer Call of Duty, Call of Duty which is the issue with Halo 5. Is yeah, that it was so, so much I think like that was Call the issue Duty. with 343, just kind of in general, is that um, that's kind of where they... Like, they, they brought people into the studio who did not have... Like, who had a legacy of making uh, first-person shooters that felt like Call of Duty. And so, naturally, 
that's what was going to happen to right. Halo, and much to its detriment in Halo 5. Yeah. Um, there does seem to be a concerted effort to make the game more rem- reminiscent of Combat Evolved um, in the look, in the kind of setting of it. And Reach, um, too, a little bit. Like, I'm seeing hints of both uh, styles of art design in Infinite. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, which I th- But I think it's interesting to me that they are uh, trying to evoke Halo 1. Um, it's just, I, I guess, is that like the most popular one? No. No. Because like I recall like Halo 2 being a bigger deal and both ODST and Halo Reach like evolved the gameplay in more and compelling ways. Yes. Uh, so it's interesting to me how much I've seen people be like, I want gameplay like the original Halo. And <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. Did you not play any of the other ones? Like the game got better. So in in part of the post show, um, uh, Jeff was doing an interview with some head guy from Xbox or no. Yeah, some guy from Xbox, and he mentioned that Infinite is sort of a soft reboot for the series in that the callback in design and uh, visuals to Halo 1 is very intentional. But that's not... That's not what I... I mean, sure. (laughs) Fine. It's going to be... uh, uh, another, Another thing is that the opening cinematic was like the construction of uh, the Spartan armor, and it was it had this voiceover oh, man. by Cortana. Um, I think that was Doctor Halsey because they do share the same. That's voice true. Actors. They are the same. Um, I don't. I mean, I this. I guess it could have been Halsey. Um, I feel like it was Cortana, and I. I'm curious if that is going to exist at all in this world. The yeah. whole the the so, continued storyline of uh, it Halo has 5. to. I think, I think that Harbinger the, he was mentioning is Cortana. Yeah, because yeah. this is like, the whole I, 167 my... days after we lost, which is the AI's yeah. turning on humanity. Um, huh. What we'll see if they actually even touch that outside of the you know this is so many yeah. days and after like how, humanity. If this is a soft reboot, honestly, how can you touch that stuff? Like, that is so tied up in Halo lore that, uh, right. I don't know. We'll see what they do with the story. Uh, so I'm, we, I'm not convinced. We, Yeah, I'm not convinced this is going to be great. We'll see. Um, fantastically, it'll be on Xbox Game Pass, so I won't have to waste yeah. $100 on it yep. like I do every year when I buy the collector's edition. Um, <laughs> but will but, you? No, I'm not going to do it. I, not for this one. I got burned by Halo 5. Pretty badly. Yeah. I, I, I like that game because I like Locke. Warzone is fun, though. Warzone is fun. This game is going to have a battle it. royale. Ooh. 10 out of 10, <laughs> it's going to have a battle royale. It will. And they it just, will work they because... Drop, drop, like, 500 people at different parts of the Halo. Yeah. And it, it'll work. That, it'll be good. That sounds kind of fun. I'm not going to so, lie. So, like, me and Cameron were talking about, like, this game is going to have a battle royale. There's, like... They didn't talk about the multiplayer for a reason. Yeah, they're interesting. Gonna, there's, you know. there's certainly something they are keeping back. Yeah, because yeah. they want it to be a big reveal. So I hope they bring back Warzone, because uh, I really like that. 
But they said they're not bringing back rec packs, which is kind of a big part of Warzone. That's true. I'd rather so, just have Firefight. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're bringing back Firefight for ODST uh, in the Master Chief yeah, collection. Yeah, baby. So, you know, it's great. And uh, that's the one thing I kept going to is no matter how I felt about this reveal, I always have the Master Chief collection. Yep. So I can just go back <laughs> and wrap myself in the warm, yep. comforting we blankets. We always have reach. Of, Halo Reach and Halo 3. Yep. So, you know, I I also think maybe the graphics are bad. Um, that's such a weird thing to complain yeah. about. And you um, and I talked yeah, about this earlier. It looks good in motion. In motion, it looks great. Yeah, but so I think that's that's important. <laughs> like, screenshots they've sh- that, like, official screenshots from, from 343, they look not great. But the game, like, w- the gameplay demo looked good. Yeah. In motion, it's great. When you pause it, it looks like a Lego set, and it's not. Good. And I think that is also like that it's is also Halo like 1. an intent. Yeah, it's <laughs> an intentionally like simplified art style to evoke Halo One. Um, it's yeah. It's it. This won't be a game that people are sh- probably showing uh, really cool screenshots of. Yeah, but I mean, they announced there's going to be a ray tracing update later on, so you know that'll probably help make the game look ten times better. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know how, like, I don't think that's what ray tracing does. That's a lot of lighting stuff, which yeah, could help yeah. some of this flatness. But, yeah, um, you know, i not fully sold, but we'll see. Yeah, it was a cautious. peculiar way to introduce the world to your brand ambassador. Um, we'll see how it goes, though. It's They, they really did not show enough uh, of to to get any real idea of what this game actually is. Right. So, let's they they moved on from that to State of Decay three, which is yeah. the zombie deer game, as I call it. Yeah, this was a gen. This this trailer had a general genuinely unsettling moment, where a deer was eating a wolf's face off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. But it's a zombie game. Zombie yep. survival. Uh, there's been two previous ones. Probably gonna be more of the same. Yep. So zombie survival that's not left for dead. So I clock out. Yeah. It's a zombie game, so I clock out. So fair. Um, there was a brief Forza Motorsport trailer. Notice there's no number at the end of it. Yep. Um, so it does seem like so. I do want to say, Seth. I don't know how much you read a bunch of the the info dumps after. The, the the Halo release um, but basically 343 is saying like this is going to be the last Halo for a while and it seems mm. like they're just going to be building stuff on top of this game yep. it's going to um, become a it's a platform and not a game yeah, it's we, love to, we love to hear it love to hear it they're <laughs> uh, just going to build on top of a game instead of I mean look let's be honest they're turning Halo into Destiny that is what their yeah. plan is that's what they want to do. The problem is that, like, the extended Halo universe is so rich that you could do so many different things in it. You could. But they're not. Yeah. And they won't. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Because we'll talk we actually, about that at a, at, a, at, yeah. a, at a future time. I feel yeah, like uh, we could do an entire Halo show, and then we will. I don't know if we maybe. could do a Halo show, but... I, um, I think... <laughs> 
At least one well, episode. It's, I think it's, there's enough so there. I think it's, it's... That idea is a little unsettling. I mean, Bungie, they had the idea for Destiny. If they want, had thought that was a good idea to do with Halo, they probably would have done it with Halo. I don't know that that form of game fits neatly onto uh, what Halo is without turning it into something drastically different. Which is not necessarily bad, but it is also not what Halo is. So we'll see. Who knows, in two to three years we might have a complete studio wipe of 343 and you know, then they we'll really see. will be the last yeah. Halo. We'll, for we'll a see, long see how time. this Halo hat. We'll see how this Halo goes. Um, Look, if three four three gets canned, give it to Respawn. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, just sell Halo to Respawn or buy. Respawn. I mean, it would sir. It would probably make it more like Call of Duty, but it would also make it a better game. Yeah. So uh, the after the Forza trailer which had no number on it. So that's leading people to believe that that's also going to become a um, building a plat game into a platform, which that would yeah. work with Forza just fine. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a racing game. Yeah, so, it's not like... I don't think numbers really mean a whole lot for Forza games. So um, then we had Everwild, which yeah. I'm so excited for this, this game. Was, this was my personal favorite from the show. Yeah, so th- this was a, a very, very cool trailer. Um, top, like, the, building off of their last very cool-looking trailer, uh, kind of to show more of the world uh, that this exists in, um, with lots of beautiful graphics, lots of really cool, fluffy-looking animals. Um, some people doing magical dances with staffs, some, like, uh, druids with staffs yeah. and smoke balls. So they're like raving, yeah. like they're rave yeah. druids, life-giving which... druids. I love it. Yeah, it looks very cool. Again, no gameplay though, uh, so we have no idea what it actually is. But True. it looks cool. Yeah, the the art, like it, the game, I think is gonna look beautiful, especially if it keeps oh, yeah. this this look to it. It's gonna be. A wonder to look at. Rare is Rare is doing it big, and I'm excited to see what this turns into. Um, I'm also excited to see if this is a like multiplayer adventure game. So that could be fun. Yeah, there's a big focus on in in the trailer of like this group of four people doing things. Yeah, simultaneously. So, um. Surprisingly, from where we did not see that Battletoads reboot that we've never seen since that one E three, um, <laughs> so who knows if that's even still happening? I um, doubt it. Rare's not like a big, big company. They've got their team that's dedicated to Sea of Thieves, and I think the rest of them are working on this. As a, so, that's also why, like a bunch, I feel like there were people who, for some reason, expected a new banjo game or a banjo why. remake. Which is like, I think Rare has said they're not interested in doing that, and also they don't have the manpower to do it. Yeah, they. I mean, they have like th- two or three teams working on, uh, you know, Sea of Thieves, so so that they can keep those expansions pumping out. Yep. So, um, also they announced at the end of it that. See if threes is going to get a like upgrade for Xbox Series X. So yeah. look forward to that. 
Yeah. Um, Seems like that they they're planning on that game going on for quite uh, some time into the future. And it's uh, makes sense. It seems to have been very successful. It's fun. So, uh, tell me why got another trailer. Um, yeah, the the new uh, episodic uh, story from Don't Nod. Yeah, creators and, of Life is Strange. Uh, the first episode comes out in August, and it's it's kind of exciting. I'm excited to see Seth. I don't know if you saw today. Patrick Klepek tweeted out that the game has a really good FAQ on the website for the game. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is really interesting. Um, the especially on the heels of what happened with Sweary. Uh, so this this game prominently features a trans character, um, and so don't not release this kind of big, um, frequently asked questions about stuff in the game, which includes like plot spoilers to lay out and clarify here we're here are the steps we're taking to make sure that these kind of uh that we're telling the story the right way and that um we're not trying to include uh transphobic content in this game um so it's i think it's cool to to like be upfront about that stuff especially to go to the links of spoiling stuff that happens within the story of the game just to to make sure that you are like doing it the right way i think it's pretty cool also um in the faqs so the the game not only deals with um a trans character but a the it's set in alaska and um they're they're part of an alaskan tribe and so they actually consulted with um, uh, natives natives of the the alaskan tribe to make sure that they were representing them correctly so that was huh. it's really important to do that in video games so that you yeah, don't sucker punch yeah you <laughs> don't make haikus that aren't haikus when haikus weren't invented yet um that's <laughs> whatever but so i don't to go off on a, a to, to to veer off a little bit so um infamous the seconds on the previous game by sucker punch uh was kind of infamous for uh starring yeah, they have characters. a track record for this yeah they it was start characters who were uh, of an indigenous tribe um, set in Seattle. Uh, so, and Sucker Punch's studio is like 20 minutes away from an actual um, indigenous tribal center. Uh, and instead of feature- going there and doing any research and then featuring those people, they just made up a, a, a new tribe, uh, copied its kind of the design of its. Uh, Whatever the word, the word is, but like they they copied stuff f- directly from this uh, actual tribe, and then claimed that they didn't know they existed and, and had never actually talked to them. That's so rough. And got like a Troy Baker to voice it. Yeah, and uh, they got all so. white people to um, to voice the people in like these indigenous characters. And one of the ending allows you to uh, kill everyone in that in that tribe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Great. so it's kind of a... It's good to see that there are developers willing to actually engage with this stuff rather than just using it as window dressing um, and not actually caring it about it. Representation is important, and so is responsible representation. And so we love to see it. Thank you, Don't Nod. <laughs> um, it's great. And it's. I read the FAQ... Because I was just curious to see the answers and stuff, and um, I'm excited to play this game. 
um, not only because it looks good, but also to encourage responsible development of characters that represent different areas of life that I maybe, well, that I don't experience and would like a better view in. Um, so after Tell Me Why, they showed off Grounded again, and that, that's coming July 28th. So that's coming like real soon on Game Pass. Yeah, it was kind of a... I like how the trailer kind of poked fun at, like it, it explicitly said, like from, from Obsidian, the creators, the, the, the people who have never made a game like this. Yeah. Uh, and, and open, like if, if you're waiting, um, for the, for the biggest, biggest game, game of, of the year, go play cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was Which, kind of funny. You know, man, they're crapping on their own Halo Infinite in this trailer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're just saying that Cyberpunk's going to be the best game of the year. No, um, I think they were specifically talking about size because the joke is that all of the characters oh, in this are very small. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. I that I went guess. over my head. I went by popularity wise. Yeah. Not not biggest size wise. Hmm. So I'll well, play I this. Guess. I, I yeah, think it we looks, should play it, it looks, together. It looks, it looks cool. fun. Yeah. It's on Game Pass, so uh, the no coming out on uh, Xbox preview on July twenty eighth, so you'll be able to play the not fully the early access version of it pretty soon. All of the games starting at Halo Infinite that we're talking about are going to be on Game Pass. Um, yeah, they made they made they made a big deal. All this stuff is all their first party stuff is going to be on Game Pass, which is frankly awesome. Uh, it's it Game Pass is basically a must have if you own an xbox at this point yeah mm-hmm. um, especially Mid-times. with like uh they announced earlier in the week or i think it was this week that um uh, project x cloud is um i think in september going to be rolled into game pass ultimate yes um yeah so it's like it's not really any reason to not have game pass at this yeah. point it and is... it goes on sale often enough that you could have it for at least yeah. like half of the year if you don't want to like really stockpile but yeah yeah i have it till it's December great you should get year. it <laughs> it's it's it is an amazing deal uh truly there's it's the best deal in in video games at this moment yeah um yeah so so w- with grounded we went into kind of an obsidian games trio um uh, after Grounded, they showed off a upcoming expansion of the Outer Worlds called Peril on Gorgon. Um, so if you like the Outer Worlds, it seems to be more of that stuff. Um, Are you I, inspired to play this? Uh, As no, someone I'm not going to be playing this. No. <laughs> I didn't know how much you loved playing Outer Worlds. So. I mean, it's an okay game. It's it's fine. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think I'll be going back to this. Um, but the next thing, though, I was very interested. Oh yeah, in, uh, avowed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's see, it is uh, <laughs> it looks like it's Skyrim. Like, <laughs> they're making an an Elder Scrolls game, basically, uh, set in a magical fantasy realm, Eora. It's first person. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it looks uh, again no gameplay, but there was enough in this trailer to be like, oh yeah. 
I'm in for this. I'm playing <laughs> yeah. this game. Obsidian is staring in Bethesda's eyes and like, if you won't do it, I will. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> there's so much meta text here too, because Obsidian were like that group is the original Fallout creators, right? So just staring down the At least now it's... owner of your child, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they like we made our Fallout game. Or if you want to call Outer Wilds kind of their their sort of Fallout game. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's it's, it's their uh, OG, not yeah. OG, but like their uh, New Vegas type Fallout mm-hmm. game. Yep, the game that uh that Bethesda seems to not want to make. It's crazy. Like Bethesda is like, we'll just keep pumping out more garbage for Fallout seventy six that no one likes, and Obsidian's over here. All right. I guess we'll make actual good versions of the games you aren't making. Well, since Elder Scrolls won't be out for Lord knows how long, we'll make our own. The spell cast, uh, I mean, it was all CG, but, you know, you know what you're looking at in a first-person RPG when yeah. you're holding mm-hmm. a sword in your right hand. And you have a and spell you start ready spell, in the left. Yep, you know what you're looking <laughs> yep. at. Creating um, a, a magic rune. Yeah. Uh, so. Which looked really No release cool. date. Um, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and we probably yeah. won't see it for like two years. Oh yeah, we'll get more next year, and then it'll come out twenty twenty two probably. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, it's exciting to know that something like that's coming. Yeah, so. for sure. Looks cool. Um, then we got as dusk falls, which I'm kind of lost on what that was about. It looked it cool appears to be style. uh, it's like an, an it's another sort of narrative game. Probably in the vein of a um, oh, Life is Strange type of deal. Um, I, this was all... Like, all of what this trailer was was kind of m- moving stills of of different things happening. Um, not really a whole lot to go on about what it is. Um, yeah. But, it's yeah, it's a interactive narrative game from, a, like, a small indie studio in... Uh, I think it was like in France. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then, after that, we got yeah. Destiny Two. The good <laughs> stuff. Oh man, I was making noises during this trailer. So yeah. many. So we I got was... a a new a new trailer for Beyond Light, the expansion coming in November, uh, showing off the new stasis ice powers. Uh, the doing a lot of stuff that I was not expecting. So they're like using the powers to manipulate the environment in ways that destiny has not done before, um, to manipulate enemies in ways destiny has not done before. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, and like I've already talked about before, how I'm, I'm very intrigued in getting back into this with beyond light. And then they dropped the bombshell, um, all in, in September, Destiny 2 and all of his expansions are going to be on Game Pass. Uh, and apparently Beyond Light is also going to be on Game Pass in November when it comes out. And Indeed. Destiny is also getting uh, uh upgrade for Series X. And will be on game on xCloud. So they were just like laying it all out there. They were like, Seth, here's all, here's all the stuff that you need to play. Bungie is getting real buddy-buddy with Microsoft again. Yep. Um, and it's it's kind of nice to see. You'll only have to pay for season passes now if mm-hmm. you are a player of Destiny on Xbox. And you have Game Pass. And you have Game Pass. So I do want to note real quick, Seth, that 
this is a little off topic, but Destiny 2 in this last uh, season week that we went through, we got an exotic where Mm -hmm. you got a gift. You got a gun gift from the darkness. The darkness gave you a gun that lets you freeze enemies in place. It's a laser. It's a trace Mm. rifle that you shoot them and it freezes them in place and you can shatter them. So it's kind of like a tease of what these powers are going to be. Nice. Interesting. Man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Destiny's good. And it's just getting better. And there's triangle ships everywhere. And it's fun. Destiny. Um, Yeah. That trailer got me real hype. It was a minute and a half. And I... It was so frustrating, though, after the high I felt from that trailer, because in that minute and a half, it gave me more feelings than any of the Halo 8-minute trailer did. Yeah. Which was frustrating, because... Yeah. Like... Bungie knows how to do it. But, well, we don't need to go down that road of, you know... Yes, they do. They... It's, you know... Man... It's, you know, it's something. I, I think it's an uncontroversial opinion to say at this point that oh, yeah. Bungie is a better studio than 343. And they're one well, of the biggest independent studios now. They yeah, like they've been doing it for a lot longer also. Yeah. They have like over 500 employees. Yeah. So, all right. Um, next. So, I, I, the next reveal was actually, I thought it was very cool, like sort of, uh, so Stalker 2... This is a sequel to a 2007 game. Um, Wait, really? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the original Stalker was like a low-key, really good game. Yeah. That a lot I of people it was just like. a PC game I missed out on. It's a cult hit. No, I think it was on like I feel like 360? saying Yeah, I feel like saying there was a 360 version of I don't know. I, I could be point. wrong. Uh, no, it appears to... Uh, I guess it was just on, um, on uh, um, PC. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So a new a sequel to that game coming out. It's just kind of. Uh, I guess it was a Chernobyl survival game. A lot of weird stuff going on. Um. So this one was a a, a big, very interesting. I thought it was going to be me. Metro. But I did too. And and because Stalker has been out of my mind for so long now, like it it didn't dawn on me that this was Stalker. Yeah. And then boom. I know a lot of people that really liked the first one on Twitter were excited. Nice. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll go back and play the first one and see what it's about. Um, well, that's a two thousand seven game, so I don't yep. know if that would be a great plan. And there's <laughs> only one game from two thousand seven that holds up a hundred percent today. That's Halo Which 3. Is, <laughs> That's uh, Halo yeah. 3. <laughs> uh, so, moving on, we got a sort of new trailer for this Hellblade 2. not a trailer at all. Yeah. It was more of like, location hey, we have... Scouting. We're still working. If you go on our website, there's a long video about our location scouting in Iceland. Um, and there were some, uh, like, shots of the location scouting in Iceland, like, juxtaposed with what appeared to be like stuff from in-game that showed but we already knew that it looked good so just continuing to show us that it looks good is not really anything yeah um but yeah so hellblade 2 is still out there yeah 
I I really think um, I was talking to friend of the show Chris today. Um, I really think that maybe they got hit hard by COVID because they do a lot of mocap for their games, yeah. and so we probably would have seen a trailer, a new trailer, if that had not happened. Um, but you know they did what they could, and so letting us know it's still there. That's fine. I didn't think it was going to be a launch title anyway, so it'll be an interesting game set in Iceland. I need to play the yeah. first one still. It's yeah. only like an eight the first to one, ten hour not game. Not a game so. that needed a sequel, so uh, <laughs> interesting. <it's> interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I get it was it was a successful. I get why um, on the heels of Microsoft acquiring them, they're like, all right, make a sequel to this game, but. Uh, a game which the story of it does not uh, lead itself into any kind of continuation of that story. So I am curious what direction this is going to go and and if they are just going to turn this into this weird kind of action game. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll it'll certainly be cool looking. All right. Um, After this, we got uh, Jack Black singing some music singing yeah. some songs for us during singing a Psychonauts 2 trailer for, yeah Psychonauts 2 trailer um this game I think looks cool yeah it looks really it's, cool it looks like the Psychonauts trailer is very psychedelic um and yeah it looks like a fun game I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it it's supposed to come out 2021 um you know and Jack Black is the voice of the light in the game so that'll be fun um uh, i will say that i thought maybe they were gonna announce like a brutal legend 2 or something which i really like that game um but yeah in the video uh tim schaefer was wearing a brutal legend shirt yeah oh i didn't even notice i did (laughs) i i really liked that game but i think i might have been the only one no so you're not alone you know you know, I'm excited for Psychonauts too. So, and Jack Black and him are tight. Um, so, I'm excited to see what Double Fine does with Psychonauts too, and what they're doing next because you know they're going to be doing something fun for Microsoft. You know, yeah. now that they have a lot of funding. So, yep. sure, but they're also not a large team, so I don't imagine they're working on anything else besides this game right now. Yeah, not not yet. Um, next is what I would say is maybe my favorite announcement from this whole thing that wasn't Destiny 2. I, I, it's unfair for me to be that excited for Destiny 2. Um, but so the, the people that made the Steam World games, um, are making this game called The Gunk which is coming out for the Xbox. Bizarre-looking game. It is It is an exclusive, It by certainly the way. has gunk in it. And it has a lot of gunk, and you're vacuuming gunk. And it looks really neat and fun. I, it looks very <laughs> satisfying to monsters. play. There's gunk monsters. And there's gunk monsters, and... <laughs> it's a yeah. strange game. Strange-looking game. Looking. But I'm excited. It looks very pretty. Um... And yeah, I bet uh, I bet they spend a lot of time on these gunk physics. And when you when you suck away enough of the gunk, the earth heals and recovers. Um, so it's kind of like my favorite Super Mario Sunshine. So it's 
you know, going to be interesting. I'm about it. Very excited for Gunk Removal Simulator 2021 because <laughs> I don't think it's coming out this year. So I'm excited for it. Um, Seth, you have played this game, the game that they announced next. Yes, um, Tetris Effect Connected. So the, I, uh, I guess there's a new um, sort of co-op slash multiplayer expansion for Tetris Effect, and it is coming to Xbox One and Series X uh, and Game Pass, uh, previously exclusive to PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was I remember watching the trailer, and they started like. It, it it had these music playing and people were kind of like moving grooving along to it and I was like I know yeah. what this is okay and eventually so event were... go ahead what when they were showing a bunch of people mm. in my heart I was like oh bring back one versus a hundred like, like they're showing a bunch of people. <laughs> really yes yeah. I, I was like yes. I was like oh bring back one versus a hundred this is what oh I've been waiting God. for one hundred crazy the best thing to happen to Xbox Live. <laughs> I I lived for uh, the times that one versus a hundred yes. went live. It was so much fun. I uh, mean, I agree. It was great. It's funny. Every once in a while, someone will ask Phil Spencer about one versus one hundred, and he's like, "Well, we're always open. We thought we know it was a good idea, and people liked it. And we're we're open to trying to figure something out or make something sort of like that." But that's funny that that's the connection you made. That was nowhere <laughs> yeah. near where my brain went. <laughs> yeah, that's where mine went. Um, so go ahead. Sorry. It's, I just yeah, needed so to Tetris let you know effect. that that's where I was going. I think yeah. yours is the better idea here, David. <laughs> uh, turn 1 verse 100 into a cooperative 100-person rhythm game. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Tetris Effect is a cool game. I'm, I'm glad to see that it's coming to... Uh, Game Pass, and it's going to have this new kind of multiplayer component. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'm interested to play the three-person across Tetris yeah. mode. Yeah. Which looks yeah, bizarre. Some of that stuff looks crazy. Yeah. Um, it's too bad that... So one of the cool things about Tetris Effect was that it had a PSVR mode. Yeah. Uh, and it was apparently, like, the best way to play it. Because um, it... I remember reading this article about like the Tetris like um like the top player in the world how the way he he, he played it with VR and he was just able to get into this flow state just because of how like connected he was with the music in the game. Um yeah. I played it once in VR at an at an arcade and so I didn't really get the whole immersive experience of it but um so it's too bad that won't be available here. Um Yeah. Yeah, Tetris Effect's um, a cool game. So next was Crossfire X, which is the big multiplayer shooter that's really big in China. Um, but what was cool that was announced here is that Remedy is doing a single-player mode for this yeah. game. Yeah, um, which doesn't really look all that compelling. It, I mean, it looks like a single-player Call of Duty-esque mode. Yeah, We'll see if it's good. Um, Remedy's making it, so hopefully it'll be great. Um, but I do, I want to note that before we talk too much about it, the multiplayer is going to be free through Game Pass, but mm. you will have to pay to play the single player, which yeah. is weird, but that's just how it's going to go. Hmm. Just throwing that out there. Cause I read that, I was yeah. like, oh, that's a weird little footnote, but 
And it seems to have a guy who has a crisis suit. Yeah, we definitely thought this was a crisis announcement. Yep. So it's it's crazy how many times Xbox Microsoft has showed us stuff in their game showcases that look like crisis and yet are not because it seems like every time they have a new showcase there is one shooter that looks like crisis. Yeah. <sighs> um I don't even know that crisis was like this good enough game to warrant this kind of linking in our mind to this stuff. Uh, Crisis, I like Crisis too. I never played the original, although it is out on Switch today. So maybe so. Yeah. Um, all right. So next was Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which mm-hmm. if you had told me this was a Warhammer 40k game leading up until they said this is a Warhammer 40k game, I would have been very confused. Really? So um, I knew this from like the very beginning when the voiceover said something like Inquisitor. Yes, the Grand Inquisitor. And I was like, oh, that's when, yeah, that's, that's Warhammer. That's when it clicked for me, too. So that's it just Warhammer looked 40K. like such a military game. Well, like that's when, what Warhammer when, 40K is. I know, but when I think Warhammer 40K, I think the big armor, the chainsaw yeah, yeah. guns. Like, that's true. I don't think the boots on the ground because... Yeah. I mean that that's not like, that's not what appeals about Warhammer. 40K. Right, that's not the Warhammer 40k. I I I pay attention to the higher up people um, cuz that's like the I've read a couple Warhammer 40k books. Um, and so th- I mean they're good, but they focus on the people in the big suits. So Yeah. I but, just So had, this game it looks like it's a zombie game. Yeah, it's uh so yeah. Ver, so Warhammer Vermintide is really popular and that mm-hmm. is a it's not a 40k game it's just warhammer it's regular warhammer and it's it's a sort of left for dead style game with war but set in the warhammer universe and, and so this rats. is right and so this is going to be the warhammer 40k version yep with zombies so it's yeah. just left for dead yeah so i mean good someone's making a left for dead style game there's a yeah, you know, there's and Vermintide is supposedly really good. Yeah, I've I've played it. It's fun, but you have to have people to play it with, like Left 4 Dead, yeah. or else it's not that fun. So, um, will there will the question is will their next Warhammer game be a version of that? What was that game where you that the the Left 4 Dead style game where someone was a giant monster. You remember that game? Evolve. People were Evolve. excited about and then, and then it was bad. Evolve. Evolve. Yes, I bought yep. the Seth, I bought this I bought the season pass for that. I remember it very well. Yes. Ah, man, that was crazy. That <laughs> yes, game had like so much hype and they even did like that big showcase with those yeah. uh pro mm-hmm. gamers and it looked like it was going to be a big deal and then I, it just like it had a very expensive season died. pass i know i i lived it it had a very yeah, expensive and people season just pass. stopped playing it really fast <laughs> yes imagine spending sad. money on that imagine spending <laughs> money on that yeah trust me david could you even fathom the possibility I, you know when you buy in sometimes you buy in too much. And <laughs> shout out to our close friend T Bags, who was a big fan <laughs> of that game. Yeah, I think that's partially his fault too. He got me really hype on it. Um uh I mean it's just the same as that one like Day of the Dead multiplayer game that I got really into on Switch, but no one was playing it. So mm. but Alright. 
Moving Next on. was something that I got. I don't know why, Seth, but the moment I saw Sega, I was like, oh, man, something cool is coming. And then and I then. lost interest so fast because <laughs> it was like, this isn't Sonic. It's like, this, nope. I don't want this. No, uh, thanks. So um, it is a new version of the currently running MMO Fantasy Star Online 2 called New Genesis uh, is coming to uh, as a timed exclusive to the Xbox. Um, This game is also coming to Switch. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, but only as the kind of um, the 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 Wi-Fi only thing where you stream it off of the internet. Uh, Oh, gotcha. No Mm. chance it comes out in America. Yeah. so this is apparently like an, like an overhaul of PSO2, which is like a 10-year-old MMO. Yes. Um, I I wonder if... There's no way of knowing. I, I wonder if this is like turning it into like a single-player experience. Um, that was the thought I had, uh, why they would go to the, the trouble of making a new version of this game, this old game that is still going uh so i'm curious if that's what this is going to be yeah i don't know it looked cool i guess he had a neat sword and he flew around so yeah neat there you go yep next Um, up was the game david was adamant was not going to show up in the pre-show i did Uh, i said because i thought this was going to be a first party showcase and then it just ended up not being that, um, which they said this is going to be a first party showcase. And then it just ended up not being that. So, well, it was mostly first party. Yeah. And also uh, launch exclusives, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so the medium, the weird psychological horror game that was debuted in their and Xbox's last game showcase. um they showed more of it, and I what I and they showed what I assume was gameplay, uh, but nothing they showed really allowed you to understand what was actually happening in the game. Um, yep. It just has the character like walking through halls, um, like that's what they showed. But they did, I guess, stress that this has the kind of the same thing that uh, the new Ratchet and Clank game has, where there are two like separate game worlds running simultaneously um i don't they didn't really elaborate how it actually works in game whether like you move between the two of them or whether they're you're controlling both at the same time uh it's certainly a spooky looking game it gave me big vibes of the gamecube game eternal darkness um but again i don't didn't really I don't even know what it is. That is one of the frustrating things about this. Um, Because I still, like, Forrest watched the post-show thing, and they explained the game some more. And I still don't have an idea (laughs) of what this game plays like, (laughs) how that dual screen system works if it's just a gameplay thing or just a cutscene thing or what yeah 
We'll have to see when this game comes out. Yeah. Um, it looks cool, though, I guess. I don't know if I'll play it because it's a spooky game. So we'll see. Yep. Um, next is the confirmation of everything that I've wanted confirmed. Well, Olive before Wo- that, uh, we should note that Phil Spencer, like, so they had this huge splash uh, screen of all of their first-party titles that they yes. say have games in development. Um, they didn't show games for all of those uh, teams. And f- before they showed the the final thing, Phil Spencer was like, uh, I know that we didn't show them all, so we're going to have... We have more stuff that we'll show um, later in the year at another game showcase. So um, there is another one of these coming, presumably, with more reveals from those other teams. Yeah. But take it away, David. So if you're a listener of the show for quite some time, you know that anytime there's a whispering in the wind of a new Fable game, I get very excited. And I think, man, this is going to be the time they announce the Fable game. And and, and then I jump in and say, it's not happening, David. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, you know, um, play. I think it's Playground Studios hires like open world, like people that, that have good experience in open world game creation. And I talk about it on the show, and then Seth says, um, it's not going to be Fable, David. And I get, I get my hopes up over and over again. And now they've they have this great trailer of this fairy flying through the woods and there's a voiceover and they're talking about how, you know, every hero, you know, has the choices in their own story and, you know, they build their own legend, blah, blah, blah. And, um, the fairy flies into what looks like she's about to go into her home village. And then a frog grabs a hold of her and eats her, eats her. Yep. And then the voiceover says, and not every, story ends happily and then you get this nice camera turn to the frog and then it goes and you see the big vista with seemingly what might be albion or you know another some castle castle in the distance yeah um and then fable is across the screen and yeah so playground is making fable like was rumored and we just haven't had confirmation it's just a CGI trailer um, that shows that they are going to maybe have, I mean, hopefully keep the humorous elements in it. Um, and yeah, I just hope it's good. I, 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 I just wanted confirmation it existed because yeah. I love, I love the Fable series. That It has its flaws. I understand it has its flaws as Seth loves to throw at me. It's, maybe irrelevant and outdated <laughs> and that's fine they they specifically don't they have come out and said they don't have a number at the end because they don't want to scare people away um but they do want people to know that like they don't want to scare people away but they also want to let people know hey it's safe to come back this is what fable like we're we're doing a fable and so it's to encourage the people to come back that maybe left and encourage new people to play it. And I don't know that people left more that there has not been a game in like 15 years. Yeah. I know like the game left. I know. Yeah. It's safe for the game. It's not our fault that Peter Molyneux decided to go 
be a psychopath and yeah. make this weird cube game and then make goddess which no one played and <laughs> whatever uh. he really banked in on the mobile games of the future and we see where that went um, yeah i mean in a, in a way he was right but yeah just not the way he wanted to be right um i am happy for you david Thank i you. also on the same hand do not um understand why like i I sort of guess Microsoft's like, hey, here's this legacy franchise that we have that we want to bring back. But I also don't think, like, Microsoft is not Nintendo. So they don't have these, like, stock of characters that people know in these games that people are familiar with. They're like, hey, let's bring them back. People know this. Like, it's very um, recognizable and iconic, this stuff. Um, To me... None of that, like, I know that you love Fable, uh, but I don't think that you could ascribe any of those qualities to the world of Fable or its characters. Um, well, so in Fable, you you are you. You create your own character. But, right. So, but, the, but the bad guy is in all three games, Jack of Blades. Okay. And he's a well, cool I bad guy. I couldn't tell you who that is. Um <laughs> I played and did not like Fable. Um, so it, it may just be that this game sort of passed over me and I never grabbed that attachment to it. Uh, there are certainly defunct games that I love that probably most people don't know who they are. Uh, but also those games are not being revived with the exact same name as if it is a big deal. Um, like, we've talked about Peter Molyneux before and he's not involved in this and so... Uh, like no one it it appears that people no one connected to the original Fable games are in this so um, there's not really any even a developer legacy in the game and I don't know I just don't know that like I get that it's Fable but that only has so much name cachet to like a certain age group of people like new Young gamers will have no idea who this is, what this game is, and they're like, Fable, well, what's that? Is that a big deal? Um, I don't know. That's my perspective on Fable. I, I hope that it's good. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what, like, this team does with this kind of world because it's sort of, uh, like, while they're, the Forza games have been, like, they've made, uh, the Horizon games have been open, right? Like, those are s- sort of, open world racing no games. those are very very open and very detailed um so certainly they have the chops to make a world it'll be interesting to see what they do with like an entirely separate game type yeah um i do want to so i'm looking back because i've i'm curious if there's sales data to match that people care about fable um and it looks like a lot of people a lot of people bought this game <laughs> And a lot of people bought the Fable anniversary that ended up coming out later when they remastered it. Um, but it's interesting. I I don't know, man. I, I, I love all of it. Um, but I get it. I get where you're coming from. Um, but I'm just excited that the world and the characters and stuff, the, the enemies... And like the, I don't know how to put it because the game, 
has such a good like balance of like finding hidden stuff and I really do love a third person uh action RPG game like this which is why I like Kingdoms of Amalur so I'm really excited for that re-release yeah because Kingdoms of Amalur is like fable but bigger like it's bigger in the Elder Scrolls sense like it's way bigger and so you know if they would have just made a third person RPG game that like they were like oh it's a spiritual successor to fable I would have been just as happy because I would have known that that's what they were trying to do but it's kind of nice that, you know, I'm going to, you know, fight some of these care, like fight some of these enemy types that I've already fought before and, um, open the weird spirit doors to get hidden items and stuff by solving their puzzles. And I don't know. I love fable. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the beginning and end of it. But I understand where you're coming from, Seth. Why not make something new that could start something else? But they've decided to... I really think that... um, And really, it's... You can just tell by sort of Microsoft's mindset with this. They really want to bring in every gamer. So they're trying so desperately hard to appeal to um, old gamers with Halo 1 style graphics. Like, I'm sure that that was sort of a directive given to them as well as 343 wanting to please people. So they they try to bring people back with Halo 1, and now we're bringing back Fable and Forza. So they're trying to present themselves in this certain way to appeal to as much people as possible. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. What do you think? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um. I want to ask you, because I, I've been thinking about this, um, which which showcase left you with a more positive feeling, this one or the PS5 one? Man, I don't know. It's weird, because like, the most hype of anything I had in this trailer was for Destiny. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm, I, I think Avowed was super cool also. But it's also, and and Everwild was cool, but like it was so, it was just kind of immediately tamped down with Halo. Um, I don't know. I think both of the showcases were fine. Um, there's not like, they've not shown me the kind of thing that will, that really, it, it makes me like, okay, I have to have this game that will be out on launch on this console. Um, yeah. Like, I will probably end up upgrading just by default because I'm still running an OG Xbox One. Same here. Um, but, like, I th- I think both of the, the, the showcases have been com- competent, but not, like, super exciting. And I, they've each had their high points, but, again, nothing that made me... That, that I walked away with, like, man, I gotta get this console on day one. Especially because they have yet to divulge the uh, dates and prices of these consoles. Yep. They're being very vague about dates. They're playing chicken with dates and, and release date yep. and, and price. Yeah. Um, I do want to note that 
um, I think recently they've stopped production of the Xbox the One X, the One X, and the Series S. Hmm. Um, they've stopped the One S, the One S, yeah, the One S and the One X. They have stopped production. Hmm. Um, so they're they're going to be pushing you to that new Xbox this yep, holiday. They're fully pivoting. So. It's yeah, so, so I don't know. Certainly, Xbox, they have said that they have more to show. Uh, I imagine PlayStation also has more to show in the coming months. So the the jury is still out on uh, what I'm going to be excited for and if I'm going to be excited for anything. Um, and again, a lot of this stuff was not gameplay either. Yeah. So they didn't CG. really leave... A whole lot for me to get to be like, and that may be honestly why Destiny was so enticing for me because they actually showed off stuff. It's like, hey, this is what you're going to play. Yeah. Also, you like, know how right. Destiny Two plays. Yeah. So like, I already have a uh, a confidence in what Destiny, and I think that's probably why uh, Ballad Wonderland also grabbed me because they actually showed what the game looked like. Yeah. When you were playing it. So that probably is the big reason why I'm still cool on this stuff. It's because um, most of the stuff they showed was just cutscenes, and the gameplay reveal of Halo Infinite was kind of underwhelming. I will say straight up that the Halo reveal did not excite me as much as the Ratchet and Clank reveal. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. And like, but that like you can. Directly comparing those two, there's so much more energy in the Ratchet and Clank reveal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, and I think, I think it's a big misfire to show off this game the way they showed it. Oh yeah, because it was just like the pacing is so slow, uh, and and it, like even though it was intentional to be able to show these individual features, like they didn't there's really no... do anything to make the the presentation exciting out for, outside of hey are you aren't you excited that there's a new halo game and here's some gameplay of it yeah and, and like everyone already knew about that we already knew this game was coming and if you played the previous 343 games you probably had an idea of what that was and um it wasn't different enough from that to get you immediate to grab you and like the gameplay itself was like generally intro tutorial levels of games are not exciting so why would that be what you decide to showcase yeah and the ratchet and clank reveal had like it had direction to it like there was it was showing off more than just like some gameplay stuff going on it yeah it was an actual trailer yes like it was an act like that ratchet and clank reveal i would say was actually probably a showcase of the game as a whole yeah. Like, you know what you're getting with that. With the Halo Infinite reveal, there's, there, to me, there's no direction in there. It They just showed a small little firefight from roaming around after one minute. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. Um, we'll see. Speculating on the future. Yep. So. Um, all right. So. We appreciate you listening to us ramble on about um, all of this stuff. And uh, 
with that, we are going to talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. See you.